Welcome to Maximum Mom with Elise Bowie, where you'll hear from women who are navigating the same messy journey as you. Lawyering, entrepreneurship, and mothering. What a trifecta. We're here to share tips, resources, wins, losses, and encouragement for moms who are raising a family while building a law firm. So you feel less alone in your journey toward a fulfilling career and being the best mom you can be. Welcome to the Maximum Mom podcast today. I am Elise Bowie, your host, and I am here with Nicole Lachlan. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yay. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate having you. No, thank you for having me. And we are here today. It is Monday, February 28th, and I just have to get out there in the world. I mean, Nicole and I just talked about it, and I, of course, wasn't thoughtful enough to even think to tell her that I did not record this part, but I really just want to just acknowledge that, I mean, our world is kind of going crazy today. And so this is, you know, a really kind of difficult day, I think, for a lot of people as we look at what's going on in the Ukraine and just how that is impacting an entire country and families and, you know, on this dealing with COVID for so long. I mean, we, Nicole and I were both just talking about, you know, just how really difficult it is to look at all that, see all that. And though we all, you know, really are looking at it from a place of privilege and safety in most instances, it is really hard. And so I kind of just wanted to acknowledge that, that that is kind of where we all are today. But again, Nicole, I do appreciate you coming and meeting with us. Can you first just tell us a little bit about your professional background, and then we will get into our questions. Yeah, thank you. So I am an estate planning and probate attorney, and I also do personal injury plaintiff's work in Florida. My office is in Boca Raton, and I have been on my own as a solo practitioner or as the only attorney in my practice since 2018. I was licensed in 2013. I went to St. Thomas University School of Law. I took the bar while pregnant with my first child in 2013. And I passed the first time because I knew that was the only <laughs> that was the only option during that time. And prior to that, I my undergrad, I graduated from the University of South Florida in Tampa. I went to Florida State University for the first year two years. It's where I met my husband and we eventually, we were in different places in college and he was going off to take a professional job at the start of his career. And he was going to end up in Tampa, Florida. And so I decided that I was going to move to Tampa. Although at the time I told him it was like for a variety of reasons, um, because we were just dating but he was going to be moving to St. Louis for about six months and training. I was like, well, maybe when you get back, I'll be in Tampa anyways, and we can continue this. And that's what I did. Tampa was not too far from my home. So yeah. That's awesome. Now, St. Thomas, where you went, is that in Florida or is that in Minnesota? It's in Florida. It's in Miami. Yeah. Okay. I do think there is a St. Thomas in Minnesota as well. And so I was super curious. I was like, that would have been a big weather switch for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Honestly, you know, at the time I thought going to Miami, because I had received some scholarship to go there and I really wanted to stay in Tampa. I was waitlisted at Stetson, which 
Oh yeah. It, it blew my mind. Cause it was so part of my plan, you know, <laughs> that I was going to end up in, I was going to stay in Tampa. That's where my boyfriend at the time, where his job was, right. there was no way that we were going to end up in Miami. So, but anyway, we did. And it ended up being one of the very best decisions I ever made because it changed the trajectory of my future. I love that. That is awesome. I mean, to be open to that type of, you know, real change when it's not your planning, that's a big deal. And I mean, kudos to you for kind of allowing that openness to turn into such an opportunity and something positive. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it always works out, you know, and right. so, and I feel like the bigger, you know, the more you don't want to do something, I feel like it's, that's what you're supposed to do. Isn't you know? that the truth? I love yeah. that. Okay. We'll talk about, about that in a minute because <laughs> yeah. I so agree with you on that. Well, tell us a little bit about your family. I mean, we know you moved to Tampa and we know that actually worked out in the long run. Tell us about your family. Yeah. That was another decision like that. So I'm married. I've been married for 10 years, but I met my husband in college. We've been, we started dating in 2005. So we've been together for a long time. We got married while I was in law school I actually did a summer abroad in my 2L year. And during that summer abroad, after the courses ended, my husband flew out to Spain, met me in Spain, and then we flew to Italy and we got married in Italy. Wow. And it's it's funny because we're both kind of introverted. I would say I'm more extroverted than him, but we didn't really want to have a big, sure. you know, so we decided that, and financially too, it just made sense because I would already, I was already there. And so it was just one more plane ticket over. And we flew my parents out there and we got married in Italy, moved to Boca. And then that's where we live now. I have three kids. I have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old and a four-month-old, but he'll be five months old tomorrow. You have your hands full, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do. You really do. I love that though. I mean, congrats on the five month birthday coming up tomorrow. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's going by just as fast as I knew it would. Yeah. Oh, isn't that the truth? It just yeah. flies by. It does. It really does. And we, you know, we were talking about the baby, you know, I called me four months old until he turns five months old tomorrow. Yeah. I'm, I'm squeezing every bit out of every age Absolutely. that I possibly can. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No reason to grow them up faster than they grow up on their own. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about your practice and what, you know, kind of what your passion is and what drove you to do this estate planning practice and personal injury. I don't know that I realized you did both. That's kind of an interesting mix. Yeah, well, I'm, it started when... So when I graduated law school, as you know, I was pregnant. I was pregnant when I took the bar and passed. And so I had taken some time to be home with my daughter. I was living that, you know, initially I was living kind of a little bit of a stay at home mom mm -hmm. life, but we knew it had to end because I had all these student loans. Right. right. So eventually I found a job. I had applied everywhere. There were no jobs. I found a job with somebody who was just in need of somebody part-time and he was very family first. So I was so fortunate right out of law school yeah. that I started to work for somebody who had three daughters of his own. He, so he had a, a lot of women in his life. He understood family life and he really encouraged me to work 
kind of dip my toes in, not to right. jump in full time and take on too much. And so when I started with him, he did a variety of civil cases, but he really had thrown me into this area of estate planning and probate. I don't know if he knew that my personality was right for it, or if it just was convenience that oh. I was interested in it and he had the work. So I was doing that. But he himself was a 30-year trial attorney, and he had been a defense attorney for much of that time until he switched over and was doing plaintiff's work. So I was learning from him the plaintiff side of his practice, and he always knew that you know I wanted to learn that. He knew that I had, he's, he would say, you know, you have the right stuff to do this kind of work, but he also knew that I wanted to really balance that with home life. So, so I, that's why those practice areas really fit me um, because I have the kind of predictability and the flexibility to work on estate planning and probate, but I also kind of have the grit and, you know, what it takes to, you know, work a plaintiff's case as well. So, Yeah, that is awesome. How lucky for you to have a mentor like that early on in your career who did understand that balance, that life work integration you were trying to achieve. Yeah, there was a time when he had, you know, his practice was transitioning because he had a goal for retirement. And so there were some bigger clients that were, he was parting ways with some bigger clients. And I remember at that time thinking that, oh my gosh, he needs me to step up because, you know, these particular clients meant so much to the practice. And so I told him that I was willing to, you know, go more, you know, be more full-time, you know, put more into the firm. And he was like, no, no. He said, you, you know, you can do as much or as little as you want to. And he was just so supportive of that. And eventually, you know, he was, before the pandemic, he had decided one year he had gone on vacation because they, they vacationed every summer and he decided that he wasn't really going to come back full time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he left the practice kind of running and he worked remotely and I went into the office on an as needed basis. And when I had my second child, because coming back to the office required him to get in the car and drive, I think eight, nine hours. He was just very much take the baby, go to the office with the baby. If we had a deposition, take the baby, you know, whatever it was, he was just very, you know, flexible in that regard. That's (laughs) amazing. Yeah. That is really amazing. Well, I mean, talking about that and thinking about, you know, taking babies to depositions. And I mean, I definitely brought my baby, my first baby, I was clerking for a federal judge. And I mean, she would come to the court with me. I mean, I had to go back to work very early after giving birth. And I mean, I I don't even know that there was any kind of maternity leave policy at the time. I mean, you know, I am way older. So it was like, you know, in the 90s. And it, I mean, I just brought her in her little bucket and she would come to many a day in federal court. (laughs) And, you know, I just used to tell my judge, I was like, don't use the gavel, like, just don't wake her up, you know? (laughs) she was fine asleep in her little you know those little car seats I called them buckets she was perfectly happy but um as long as that gavel wasn't banging 
Well, let's talk about, I mean, tell us, I mean, because you are really in the throes of this now. I mean, you are managing your own firm. You have three children and not like old, self-sufficient driving children. I mean, you have three young children who need you. What are the challenges you face? You know, do I mean, you are like in the midst of that ultimate trifecta where you are practicing law. I mean, actually doing the legal work. You are managing and growing a firm and you are a mom. I mean, what are the challenges that you are dealing with? Yeah, I would say even have enough time today to discuss them all. (laughs) Well, I think that is just scheduling. I mean, everything is scheduling, right? We all have the same 24 hours in a day. So we have to make the best use of them. And so I live by my schedule. It does take a lot of energy to coordinate. You know, what I found in the, because I'm in a period of growth in my practice, and I'm also kind of in this chaotic period at home. What I found is one, just like radically normalizing parenting at work which thankfully the pandemic has already kind of helped with that. But I told you pre-pandemic, I was kind of doing that too. And you were too trailblazing. So, I mean, I think that that's important is to say that, you know, where the bar says we're attorneys 24 seven, we're also parents 24 seven. We can't turn either one of them on and off when it's convenient. So we just have to accept that this is going to be part of it. And I think Yeah, coming to terms with that and being confident enough to serve clients, knowing that it's a possibility that, you know, up until a couple of weeks ago, I would have a baby here sitting on my lap. And sometimes you'd see a little arm pop up, (laughs) something like that. And that's how I, that's how I managed. And I didn't take a maternity leave really, like you would think of a traditional maternity leave, because I'm, you know, the leader of (laughs) what who's going to step into my shoes and and continue on. So we just kind of have to figure that out. So scheduling is everything. have to be really diligent about prioritizing, not just client meetings and things for the kids, but time to think and focus on the practice time for coaching. You know, I have a standing reservation every day that's called Lachlan kids. And that is when I'm supposed to kind of start turning off at the firm and leaving to go and get the kids, which I couldn't do without my husband. Like I'm not doing all this alone. I have a partner who is really, really involved and definitely carries his weight in terms of childcare. So, so that's sort of how I'm managing. I don't think that I'm doing any of it really well. I would say that I'm pretty okay at just about everything. (laughs) Well, I love though one that you're just able to admit that just to say like, I'm okay at everything because I really think that's about where (laughs) you can be. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a lot. I mean, it is solidly three full-time jobs. I mean, to be a practicing attorney, like doing the actual work of the law is a full-time job. Managing a law firm is a full-time job. And being a parent of three children under eight and under is a full-time job. <laughs> like, yeah, okay is great, you know? So I'll tell you, it is hard for me to admit to being okay because I'm a perfectionist, you know, sure. many of us are. We're attorneys, we are type A, we yeah. love to control all the outcomes and predict and all of that. I'll say this, that 
in my practice, and especially during my pregnancy last year and during the pandemic, I really became obsessed with automation and systems and really trying to say, okay, we know that come October, you're going to have a baby. And what does that mean for you? And what does that, what does that mean for, you know, growing this practice? Cause I did not want to lose momentum. I knew I could, I knew I could step back, turn it off, leave it, pick it back up because I, you know, I created it. I could do it again, but I really didn't want to lose any momentum. So I really focused my energy on creating a very systemized practice. That was brilliant. That was so brilliant on your part. I mean, really, it is. And so forward thinking for your firm too to take something like the birth of the child, which you knew was coming and you know, as much control as we can have, we have a general idea if all things work out well, when the child is coming, you know, within a range. So it's a perfect opportunity to build out systems to be prepared for such an event. I mean, I think that was just genius on your part. Well, thank you. I think I had, I really was looking at two options. I was looking at, well, three options. And the first option being keep doing the same thing, turn it off, take some time, come back. Babies are only young once and you know, all that, which I love, but I want it all, right? <laughs> I want to yeah. do it all. I want to have it all. So my other two options were to either, you know, really run with technology and throw myself into that or start hiring people to take the load off. And the reason I went with the technology, quite honestly, is because I thought it would be easier. I yeah. thought it would be easier to manage the technology than it would be to introduce all kinds of new people into my practice. And I wanted to have, because I really believe in having a good solid foundation Mm -hmm. um, and before introducing people, but that's not to say that I don't have help because I have, I think four right now, four support staff team members who do very specific roles in my practice. None of them are full-time And I think that helps me to really run a very lean and efficient practice because everybody knows just exactly what they're supposed to do. There's not like a catch-all role, you know, where there's somebody other than me that has it all up in their head. So everything, you know, through my systems kind of trickles down to the right person. And then I am, of course, still, you know, the one who's meeting with clients, doing all the consults and also, you know, finalizing all the legal work. Right. Well, I just, I mean, we could do an entire segment on systems. I mean, I just think systems are, I mean, absolutely the way to go. And for you to be thinking about putting the systems in place prior to bringing on the people, again, was genius. Because once the systems are in place and you can get all that stuff that is still in your head, which no doubt you have stuff still in your head, not written down somewhere until you can download all that. And then you can start hiring more people. Then they have things to go on. They know what they should be doing. You know, it's now out of your head and it's written down and it's automated in such a way. And I mean, you have the potential to just, I mean, 
explode in your growth. I mean, it's really kind of this amazing, I mean, it's this like, you know, the metaphor with you're having a baby and the baby goes through all this like massive development. I mean, so have you and your firm. I mean, it's really kind of brilliant and genius and kind of, you know, the synchronicity of it all is really cool. Yeah, no, it is for sure. I mean, I, I kind of, I just, I knew, you know, I had this feeling that it was going to be, this is my Renaissance period, you know? So I, I really had to come up with a way to like make it all work so that I wasn't just, what I didn't want to do is just completely fall back on my husband and say, you know, yeah, you're very fortunate in a two income household that I, I could have if I wanted to just said, I, you know, I want to take some time back, put, put everything on pause. Um, but I, I didn't want to do that. And truthfully, my husband had been carrying the financial burden for a long time before I really, you know, found my stride in my practice. Oh. So I really wanted to continue on with that. I just think that's wonderful. I mean, I, it is so impressive. Have you ever felt overwhelmed with everything there is to do within your legal practice? How do you keep up with your legal work while making time for growing your practice and attracting clients? Do important things like deadlines and even your family fall through the cracks? This is why you should join us at the number one conference for legal entrepreneurs, Max LawCon. We're going to be focused on helping practices scale and bringing calm to the order. This conference is curated in order to accelerate your implementation. Based on where you are in your legal practice, we're going to help you identify exactly what is most important right now. When you leave Max LawCon, you go home with complete clarity, focus, and a plan to make 2022 your best year ever. And not only your best year in terms of revenue, but your best year in terms of time. Time back with your family. More time to do the work that is in your zone of genius. Only taking the clients that you like and more money in your pocket. It's all at the Maximum Lawyer Conference. Max LawCon is a two-day event on Thursday, June 2nd and Friday, June 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. Seats are filling fast. Grab yours today at www.maxlawcon2022.com. Well, tell us also, I mean, it's hard to even ask this question, somebody like you, who is really in the thick of all this. I mean, what do you do that is kind of your unicorn space, you know, your creative outlet? I mean, I know you have kind of a fancy for Disney, Audible and audiobooks. I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you get your creative side out? So I think that I really enjoy the business side of running the practice, you mm-hmm. know. I found that that is something that, you know, when you become a business owner, you think, oh, I'm going to free up my time and I'm going to have all this flexibility <laughs> and things are going to be so different. And it's like, it's, it is different, but is different. You're, you're putting in the hours, but it's more because you want to, not yep. because you're being, it's being demanded of you. Yep. So I really do enjoy that creative. So I think in a way, even though it was strategic to, you know, build out, you know, my systems and automation and all of that, I really enjoyed it. And so I put myself into it because I really, I really liked it. Other than that, you got me, I love going to Disney. I love um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or feeling like I'm just 
not able to take a break, I will sit down and I'm also a travel agent. So I will, but only for myself, I will, uh, (laughs) I will plan, I will plan a trip and that, you know, having something, you know, to kind of hold on to, um, and look forward to is really nice. Oh yeah. Um, I'm also a realtor. And so I (laughs) like to, you know, I haven't, something I thought in 2020, it would be a great time to become a real estate investor. I was wrong, obviously about that, but I'm still kind of learning, you know, with, with that. And so I'm very hopeful, you know, about what that the future, you know, brings with that. So I have that, but really truthfully, like I enjoy just staying in my pajamas on the weekends, watching movies with my kids, you know, not having to do anything at right. all, which I know I was reading your posts recently about the spa and things, okay. <laughs> spa robes. Oh, girl, I am telling you, all things are less stressful in a bathrobe. I mean, it was game changing. The whole place walks around in their bathrobe. I've never been to a place like this. Like you go to breakfast and the whole restaurant is in the bathroom. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, like- it's the wildest thing. And you get these, I mean, they're cozy bathrobes and cozy slippers and you can go to the spa and it's got this indoor outdoor Greek looking pool that's all heated to like 90 degrees. So even though there was snow all on the mountains, I mean, it was really extraordinary. There are saunas and steam rooms and the nap room, they have a nap room. You just go in there and with your book and you can just fall asleep. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I could totally get into my life at the spa. Yeah. Well, we're not really physically at a spa. We just stay in our yeah. pajamas. <laughs> I do. Well, it works. It my absolutely husband, works. My husband, he likes to get out on the weekends and go and do chores and go to the grocery store and do things like that. I am very opposed to doing that. I don't like grocery shopping. So we, you know, that's kind of on, that's on his you know, to-do list for the weekends, but yeah. So staying at home, watching movies, I like Star Wars and Marvel. So for my little son, like we love to just kind of veg out and watch hours of cartoons and superhero movies. So we do a lot of that. (laughs) That is so awesome. Well, you do sound though, like somebody who's got, I mean, such a high quick start. Have you ever taken the Colby test? No. Oh, you should take it. I bet you are a super high quick start. Somebody who literally starts their law firm, they get the real estate license, you know, they're a travel agent. Like, I mean, you are somebody who just obviously is a real entrepreneur at heart, you know, who just enjoys all of that type of just creativity in the entrepreneurial world. Yes. And I think that I would be doing a lot more of it if I wasn't, you know, in the thick of raising little ones, because in some ways I feel like, you know, I could spend all my time just starting projects and yeah. So it's good for me to, like I said, to be more strategic, to have like a five-year plan to have, you know, an ultimate, you know, we talk about having like a vision and a mission for the law firm or whatever your business is having that for yourself personally as well. And you know, trying to build a life around that vision. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So do you ever do vision boarding? Have you ever created a vision board for yourself? 
Yes. Oh, I love doing it. I do it in such a type A way that it's (laughs) so I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I can't turn the screen to share it with you, but I actually go and I get pictures and I print them, but not like on my printer. Like I send them to the drugstore to have them printed on photo paper. And like I create in Canva little like graphics of like the revenue I want for the firm, you know, just keywords that I want. So I'm not really like getting a bunch of magazines and newspapers and clipping things out. I'm like using the entire internet to kind of figure out like what I want. And then I print them out and I peg them to the board. That is awesome. You and I sounds like we have very similar. I don't do the printing though. I, I have to tell you. But I do, I mean, I have my vision boards right here as well. And I, you know, keep track of them. And I always have four years up at a time so I can see what I've accomplished. That really helps me when I can look back at my past vision boards and see things that have come true, you know, or that we've accomplished in a year or two years or, you know, sometimes three years. But it's pretty powerful, I think, to really look back and see what you've done. Have you ever read that book? I I think it's called like The Gap in the Game. I have not, but you are not the first person to recommend that to me. So it's on my reading list. Oh, good. It is a really great book. And it really helps, I think, with that mindset of, because, you know, I mean, somebody like you remind me of me just constantly looking like, how can you get better? How can you fix your mindset? You know, what goals do you have? You can spend all this time looking forward And never feeling content because you always have bigger goals. So do you know what I mean? Like even when you reach a goal, you've likely already moved the guidepost, you know, and so there's something else you're striving to do. Whereas in this book, it really helps you to learn to look back and see what in fact you have accomplished so that you're living more in the gain of what you've accomplished rather than in the gap of what you're striving to do. And it was really a massive mind shift for me to do that. And it's been really helpful to really take inventory. I mean, I do it. I try to do it monthly, quarterly, like in our firm, because, you know, it's so easy to find the problems with what's happening and not look back and say, well, look at all the successes we've had. Yeah, no, I, so I'm also, I'm in the Peloton cult, as they say. (laughs) So, um, but there's something that Robin, one of the instructors always says is remember when you used to wish for this, you know, whatever it is, or something she said, you know, more beautifully and articulate than I just did. But it does kind of remind you that, can you imagine 10 years ago that this is where you are at? And, you know, it's just so true. Yeah. I remember when I used to wish for this. And I also, there's something in Think and Grow Rich, like the, I guess like one of the major takeaways is that you write down, you know, on an index card or wherever something you read it in the morning and right before you go to sleep. So I have taken that and expanded it to every year before January, I write out all my yearly goals. This is also a Jack Canfield thing too, because he has I read one year, the goals that Jack Canfield, he's the one who wrote, um, yeah, Soup. This, yes, right. Yeah. He had, yeah, yes. All of these like major, major goals. And I was like, how does this person 
complete all of that in one year. And so I started to take, you know, combine those and I would, I write out cards that like, this is what I want personally. This is like my big overall goal for the next five years. This is my, you know, put your, you know, health goals, your, all, all, all of these things, professional investments, things like that. And I write them all down. And then instead of reading the cards every night, I just take a picture of them and put them in one note and I read on my phone, you know, every oh. single night. Yeah. So I do that twice a day, you know, when I wake up in the morning and when I go to sleep and I've also, you know, um, John Fisher, our attorney, mm-hmm. our, Yeah. So the power of a system, he's also last year started a group for streaking. And so I took that concept where I read those goals from think and grow rich twice a day. So I now put that in a streak. So every day I have to like check it off, which is a task that attorneys love to do. We love checking things off. (laughs) So that's one of my streaks is to, you know, hit, read those in the morning and at night, but also be accountable. When I was in the hospital having a baby, I missed my nightly reading and I started over. I started a new streak and I, you know, because I, so yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I love that idea. That is such a great idea. I mean, does it help you feel very connected to those goals, reading them like that? Yes, I think it does. I think also it's just habit building, you know, Mm -hmm. to just kind of exercise the muscle Mm -hmm. to stay on track. Are there some nights that I'm reading it without feeling it and thinking it? Yes, because it's, you know, it's one other, it's one thing I have to do before I close my eyes. It's like brushing your teeth. Right. But I think it does. And I think that you know, repetition is so important. And so even if you're not feeling it every single time that you're doing it, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's making a big difference, and it's not changing your life. I think just having that one little habit in the next 15, 20 years will have made all the difference. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, I think it would be huge. I just love that idea. I really do. I think that is such a great idea. I really appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I love getting really good ideas from other people who are just, I don't know, doing cool things and taking what you've learned and really assimilating it into your own life. I mean, I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you. I mean, I have all of these little, (laughs) little things like I, I think they're quirky habits, but you know, all of these things that I do privately, I think really contribute, you know, to to my success. And I'm, you know, I'm still on like this, you know, upward path, this growth. I'm not where I'm meant to be yet, but I think all of these little things are going to, it's like being in the fast lane. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I think we're all on such a, a growth trajectory. I mean, I feel like there's so many things I can learn. I mean, every day I am almost blown away by the things I learn. And sometimes it's the most simple thing. And I'm like, why do I not know that? Like, how old am I? (laughs) You know, there's just so much to learn, I find. And I mean, maybe I started behind most people, I don't know. But I just feel like it has been, you know, I mean, there's just endless opportunities of things to learn, you know, to help my own mindset, to help me be a better leader, 
I mean, there's things now I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back and parent, you know, kid number four. Now that I know this, like this would have gone way better. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just feel like it's endless opportunities for growth and learning. Yeah. Well, I think you can never be really comfortable feeling like you know anything no. because <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're in for disappointment because every next level you're like, wow. I thought I knew something then, and <laughs> I never even dreamed of all of this other stuff. I've totally. just, you know, my eyes have been opened up to. Yeah, I feel like it's just going to be like that until the day I die. I mean, and I have no idea, you know, life is, you know, it's such a journey, but I feel like just every day I'm like, wow, okay, that is so new. And I did not ever think of that. And then I'm always like, I wonder if I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> literally feels like they have just a life bucket of learning still to do. But I mean, I guess it's just the path we're on. And I, I think some of us kind of love being lifelong learners as well. And probably lawyers, I would think, are high up in that lifelong learning just mindset. You know, we tend to, I think, love to read and understand things. And so that probably contributes to some of this. Yes, I always enjoy the academic part yeah. of being a lawyer. And I felt like I could have been in school forever. Me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so taking tests and things like that, they didn't really scare me. At, no. I mean, I yeah. panicked and I prepared, but I was still, it was still what I wanted to be doing. Oh, completely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, people joke with me because obviously I've had to take three bar exams now. And so I've gotten, you know, pretty good at taking the bar exam. And it's funny, like, I actually enjoy it. I'm like, oh, fun. Like, I could go study for, you know, eight months and go take the California bar exam, you know, and just think that was fun and games. My family is like, you're so weird. But I find it all kind of interesting. I do. I love learning. And I love the bar exam, especially the essay part, because all they want to know is all the issues. I don't have to know any of the answers, really. They just need to know that I know all the issues. And I can spot issues till the day is gone, but I don't know all the answers, but I know there's problems. <laughs> so I have always enjoyed the bar exam. Yes. Well, I've only taken one. I don't plan to take any other ones, but I do have other, there are other things and that I have, you know, in the future that I am planning to do. So I don't know if maybe board certification is, is one, or if I become a broker or, I don't know. Oh, I can see you doing so many things. I cannot wait to watch your journey. I mean, you're somebody who just, I feel like really is going to, I mean, you have no limits. I mean, and your interest in the entrepreneurial journey is going to make it where if ever you start to feel bored or kind of like listless about something, you're going to find something else you're interested in doing and then go do it. And so- yeah, your family should definitely strap on for a fun ride because <laughs> you are going to be that type of entrepreneur. I just, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch for sure. I can't wait to see too what your kids will do. You know, somebody is going to pick up that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. You know what? I'm excited to see that too. I'm definitely the dreamer of, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, my family and yeah. my husband is very practical yeah. and just... <laughs> or engineer type, not an attorney. So we really balance each other out. I'm like always up here and he's always like 
pretty level. (laughs) That is exactly like my husband and I. We're the exact same combination, lawyer, engineer. Yeah, which is funny because engineers are sometimes the most difficult clients that I have. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I so agree with you. (laughs) Do you have a secret engineer price? I'm just kidding. Well, we kind of do. Yes. But I mean, I have all kinds of secret engineer, you know, I deal with high conflict divorce and custody issues. And I mean, there are people that come to me and I'm like, aha, I'm like, okay, we've got that emotional void that we need to fill with some knowledge here so that you can parent and understand what's going on in your family. Because, you know, sometimes they'll come and they'll be like, I have no idea why I'm getting divorced. And I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is very interesting. Yet I find my husband is super, he has a really high emotional IQ, which I think is not always common in engineers. And it's very helpful. But I mean, he is definitely the steady. I mean, he was in the military for a bazillion years, like he is super steady Eddie, he compartmentalizes things, he can handle things. So when I'm all over the place, like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Oh, guess what I want to do today? You know, let's move to Spain and buy a villa (laughs) or whatever. You know, he's just like, okay, honey, I'll think about that. And we'll talk about that again at noon. And like, he's (laughs) always just like Mr. Calm and we're going to have a plan. And He's learned to never say no, though, to me in that, which is pretty hilarious. Like he used to give me these looks like, what are we talking about? And now he has this like positive face and he'll be like, wow, that's a really intriguing idea. And, you know, we need to consider this and this and this. And I'm always like, (laughs) thank you for not starting with no. (laughs) Right, right. I think my husband definitely, he doesn't tell me no either. I think even though he's not, the dreamer, I think he likes the possibility of where I'm going to take us next. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that he puts up with it, even though a lot of times I know he's thinking, yeah, that's, I'm good on that. We don't need to do that. (laughs) He'll entertain it. He'll come back to me sometimes and I'll say, so how do you think that would work out? You know, he wants to see how far I've thought it out, you know? Absolutely. Have you read any of the the traction books like Traction or Rocket Fuel or the EOS Life? I'm trying to think what yes. else. So I've read Traction and I think that it's, again, it's like building blocks. You know, it's not something that 100% resonated with me right away because- oh, no. Traction yeah. is dry and horrible read. <laughs> Yeah, but the concepts there, I think, are going to help me as I add people to my team. Absolutely. So that's important. Yeah, and I was thinking, too, I mean, you and your husband are so typical of that visionary integrator, you know, combination with you being that dreamer type and him being more of the integrator, you know, bringing everything kind of down to reality. I would really encourage you, there's a book, and if I can't think of it in the next 10 seconds, I'll actually send it to you, you know, offline separately, but it's called like keeping the noise out or getting rid of the noise. And it's about that combination of that first in command and second in command in your office, because if you had a second in command in your office, I mean, I can't even imagine the strides you all would take, you know, with your 
big visionary self and then to have somebody who could actually bring those visions to life on the regular, I mean, it would be kind of unstoppable. And so, yeah, I will send you a copy or, you know, the name of that book and the author, because in it, you'll find, I think it helps you understand even more about you and your husband too, because, you know, those of us that are visionaries, we bring that kind of big thinking everywhere we go. And it's just what we do. We're like idea creators, you know, and that's all great and dandy, but we're constantly buffeting the people around us, you know, because we're like coming up with this big idea and they just woke up today and they were going to do what they thought all along was going to happen that day. And all of a sudden we decided, you know, we're going to start a new business today. And of course they should be excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely, I will give that a read because I, you know, one thing I've tried to do is not be somebody that comes up with an idea, gets really excited about it, and then abandons it. Right. You know, yeah. because it does take a lot of mental energy, not just for myself, but it for the people around me to like yeah. endure that all the time. So one thing that I really want to be an example of is just doing. And yeah. so for my clients, you know, one of the things that I always tell clients is the ball is never in my court for very long. Right. You know, I'm usually waiting on them. I'm waiting yeah. on the court. I'm waiting on somebody else because when it comes to me, I do what I need to do and I move it forward. So I'm not trying to sit on cases and it brings me no joy. It doesn't really bring me any extra money to do that either. Mm -hmm. So I'm always trying to move things forward. So Absolutely. I feel that... Yeah. I feel the same way about these other ideas. You know, when my husband proposed to me and I was going to be in that summer in Spain, mm -hmm. I didn't, I said, well, what if we got married in Italy? And he was like, okay, that sounds ridiculous. Okay. We're not getting married in a villa in Italy. Like we're like George Clooney. Okay. <laughs> and then I was just like, no, I think we could do this. And then I did, you know, within like a week I had oh. planned it. You know, and I said, this is how we will pay for it. And this is, you know, and I scheduled the whole thing out. And so I was engaged in February and I was married in July and we didn't just like get married where we just went and, you know, we were in traveler's clothes and we had just like a, like I brought a full wedding dress. I, you know, <laughs> I wow. did, I did the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, love that. Oh, yeah. see, you are one of those just real unicorns where, oh, you have, yeah, I'm going to send you so many things because you are, I mean, a real unicorn of that merge between a visionary and an integrator where you're able to carry through a lot of your ideas. And that is, I mean, fascinating. I love people like you. I mean, y'all are just amazing. Well, thank you. Well, I have so loved talking to you today. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of these really great ideas. And I just, I really truly cannot wait to watch your growth and development and what you create over the next, I don't know, however many years you're creating. And I just really appreciate your time. Well, no, thank you for having me. And I really look up to you in a lot of ways. And I've told you this before. And so I have, there's a lot that I can learn from you. So I'm just happy to share some digital space with you. And hopefully you rub off on me a little bit. 
<laughs> no, but there's a lot you have me. You do not want rubbing off on you. You you just go and complete things. And I will be that person that's like, can somebody please do this? Because I'm not going to be able to see this till the end. <laughs> so I'm horrible about that. I mean, I joke that I am such a hot mess, but it's unfortunately not so much of a joke. No, but you have done things that, you know, I want to do and you have scaled successfully and you're having weekends and bathrobes and, and going whale watching and renovating and, you know, all these wonderful things. So, yeah, well, it's definitely been a fun, interesting pandemic. That's for sure. And so, well, I really appreciate it. Good luck and have a wonderful birthday tomorrow. Are y'all doing something special? Well, no, because it's not technically like a half birth. We, we just take one picture a day. I oh, put him on that's cute. in my office on my, well, not a day. I, I, we do take one picture a day, but we take one kind of strategic picture a month. Right. That's you awesome. Know. Yeah. yeah. To watch the growth and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.